So, uh, the discourse, uh, recent discourse, has been all about Bean Dad. Bean Dad. We're starting off with Bean Dad. This is House of Decline, it's the Bean Dad episode. What does that mean? What does it mean to have this conversation with, we have our very special guest, Fawn. Bean Dad Hi. expert Fawn. Hello. <laughs> You want Thank me to you explain Bean Dad? I want you to explain what is Bean Dad? What yeah. is this recent phenomena we have come to know as Bean Dad? <laughs> I think that it happened today. Um, and I'm actually, I'm going to need you to fill me in because I don't know who he is outside of this whole uh, trending tweet. Thread. All I know, he's a Twitter bio, in, and he appears to host a podcast with Pe Ken Jennings, yes. which is his biggest uh. claim to fame. Yes. Other than that, he's like some sort of, he's, he's like this uh, soy dad, you know, like Chuck Wendig or something like that. Yeah. He's a Chuck Wendig style soy dad, and all that represents. <laughs> he's like an oversharing, like proud parent. Mm -hmm. And so what happened today is he tweeted about his daughter not knowing how to use a can opener. And she came to him asking him to show her. And he was like, oh, my God, I never taught my daughter how to use a can opener. And there's this big moment for him. So instead of showing her, he made her figure it out. And he didn't help her at all. He gave her, like, no cues. She, I think he said she, like, collapsed in, like, exhaustion. And she was, like, crying. And the can was all fucked up. <laughs> Hi, Diego. Um, it apparently spanned six hours of her trying to figure out how to open a can That's and eventually she did it and this was like this huge moment for him as a parent I don't think for her and then mm -hmm. everybody's trying to like I, he's pretty much cancelled for people are saying it's um, yeah. child abuse which I, I don't know I think it's shitty but I don't think it's abuse It's yeah it's, be, it's called being a shitty dad who read the road too much <laughs> <laughs> Did, does he uh, reference the road? He references Apocalypse Dad. Uh. That's what he he starts off by saying Apocalypse Dad in it. So it's basically like uh, <laughs> your mother's gonna kill herself if you can't figure out how to open this can. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, yeah, that's the other curious thing is where is the mom in all this? Is he a single dad? Yeah, no, she's like, at work. And no, <laughs> yeah, the dad's just, he's doing a puzzle in the anecdote. He says he's doing a puzzle. He's not even fucking doing it. Yeah, that's what's great about Bean Dad is because the guy is obviously like full of himself. And so yeah. he narrates this, you know, epic yarn of terrible parenting in granular detail. And the and like the mystifying details keep cropping up on one another. One that he's doing a puzzle, one that he's, you know, just... Just show, just show the kid. It's the kids can learn by visual. Just show her. Mm -mm. Yeah. And he doesn't do that. And, and it like, um, it's this mild torture. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which, uh, man, did you ever, um, read Ballad of the Tiger Mother or read excerpts from, you know, Ballad of the Tiger Mother, the Amy Chua book? Mm -hmm. Okay. So you, do you remember Amy Chua? No. I have to look okay, it up. Okay. So th this made, this made the discourse. This was the dis I say discourse too much. I'm such yeah. a fucking hell. Prick. Everything's a discourse now. Everything's discourse. Uh, so Amy Chua released this book called I think it was called the the Lion Ballad of the Tiger Mother. Anyway, it was a it was a manifesto about why harsh parenting is good. Mm. And um, oh man, I wanna. Th there's like a single passage from it 
that I would like to read. It's Battle uh, Hymn of the Tiger Mother. Yeah, Battle Hymn of the Tiger that Mother. That sounds cool. It I sounds should get cool that. I, should, I need some parenting books. I should get that one. Um, that one sounds let's right see, up yeah. my alley. Are you expecting? This... No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should get that. Um, well, I was thinking about, I did see this tweet. Um, I didn't associate it with Bean. Why is he called Bean Dad? That because was, it was a can beans. of baked beans. I forgot the most oh. crucial detail. It's a can of baked beans. This reminds me earlier in the pandemic, there was a viral Reddit post about um, someone's uh, significant other burying cans of beans in the backyard. Did either of you see that? It was very good. Uh, apparently, no. like, and I'm just looking back at how freaked out everyone was, I was pretty freaked out. I contemplated burying beans. But, this was like a preservation tactic? Right. For, for some reason, people in, in the United States, we, I think, are really concerned about having a large quantity of, of goods all the time. That's why we have Costco. Uh, we mm -hmm. invented warehouses of goods <laughs> for public consumption. Um, so everyone we, was just shopping like crazy. And uh, one person decided to start burying cans of beans just for preservation uh, in case the pandemic got really out of control. And the supermarkets shut down. <laughs> uh, it, was a, it was a very strange time in March and April <laughs> in the United States. Uh, hoarding the beans. We're going to hoard the bean trove. Yeah. We were bean hoarding. We were toilet Back. paper hoarding, bean hoarding. It was like it was raining the virus outside, so you couldn't like... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's worse than it's ever been, but we're, are people still hoarding? Are there some people who are just like hoarding and they have way too much toilet paper? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We, we have a gigantic toilet paper mountain. <laughs> can't climb it. <laughs> we can't climb it. We put our fridge on top of there. That was a terrible idea. How will we get our food on top of the toilet paper mountain? <laughs> well, some of them have houses big enough to hold a toilet paper mountain. I remember <laughs> growing up in Dallas... The houses I would go to, like eighteen oh, foot man. hall, uh, eighteen that, foot tall ceilings, and like uh, walled in neighborhoods. That is an amazing feature of America: is yeah. petite bourgeois rednecks, oh, which God. is a very common thing, especially in Michigan, fucking where you live. There are so many petite bourgeois. Mm -hmm. I think you have that in New Brunswick. You're right; they do have that in New. What? Okay, yeah. so you have been in New Brunswick for how many months? Two. Now it's been officially two. It's been officially two months in New Brunswick. What are your impressions? My impressions are... Okay, well, an anecdote that will sum it up is that I took a cab home from the bar. It's okay for us to go to bars. I'm not um, a COVID denier. And the cab driver was the sister of my next-door neighbor. And that's <laughs> the first time that something like that happened. Like, everyone knows everyone oh and the woman who sold me my house is my boyfriend's cousin's aunt okay wait Do you does your boyfriend have new brunswick connections yes he's from moncton oh i see i see so it's all it's a very small province that is controlled entirely by two the old Irvings. men <laughs> yeah the but. irvings apparently own i mean i'm sure this is widely known they own all the print media in the province so everything that we hear about New Brunswick is controlled by the enemies of New Brunswick. 
Mm-hmm. They're oil barons, but they also have their stake in a lot of... They have their fingers in a lot of pies. Yeah. They have diversified industry interests. Mm-hmm. They're very interesting figures. Because yeah, I been... know some of them. That's, I guess, how small it is. One of our friends is a, an Irving. So maybe I shouldn't be talking about the Irvings publicly, but... Yo, fuck, fuck your friend. They benefit, <laughs> you know. No, it's okay. I've been watching a lot of The Sopranos, and it's okay to be a meadow. It you is. Know? And there's also, um, there's like apparently the good Irvings and the bad Irvings. And <laughs> the, <laughs> the woman that we are friends with is a good Irving. She's like once removed. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the good man. You remember in the '90s X-Men uh, animated X-Men when at yeah. the end of the intro sequence, like just the two groups of good and evil mutants would clash head on with each other. I imagine the good and bad Irvings clashing <laughs> like that. Well, what do they have to clash over? Like, what are the clashes? What are they about? Oil and print media. I don't know. So they control the print media. But that yeah. that means they got to get into the website business now. I, I think that that's <laughs> the problem. They're not. And so the real news is circulating digitally, and then they've got these, like, outdated papers nobody's buying. Hmm. Yeah. You know how, like, the the whole internet pornography industry is is, is in Montreal? Yeah. That is like the hub of internet pornography. The Irvings tried to start their own Fredericton based uh, internet pornography Te- business. No, called... <laughs> erotic literature business. Yeah. <laughs> erotic <laughs> literature business? Nice. <laughs> did they I know? I no, no. But that's this is this is the premise I'm starting is Irv porn, but it was <laughs> only, you know. They were the ones curating all the pornography, so it was their specific taste. So, like, a lot of adult baby stuff. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> that's, hey, that's what I imagine stuff. the Irvings are into. That's the good stuff. That's rare to get that stuff. Adult baby stuff. Yeah, you got to go digging. Really? I No, you don't have to go digging at all. What are you saying? <laughs> what do you, you mean? How do up, you know? How do you know how long it takes? I don't know just now, but I just know that there's everything. Every, you can look up adult baby and you will not be disappointed. No, it's hard to find. I've tried. You've tried to find the, you tried to and find I couldn't, the good I shit. I couldn't. I was just curious. Yeah. Look, there's a lot of pedestrian adult baby <laughs> shit out there. You know, I feel like, like I the, could find it in like under three seconds. Yeah. <laughs> I would just search breastfeeding. Ooh. Okay. Well, yeah. that's gonna become a hot topic soon. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's. Uh, I see. No one wants the milk that I produce. Uh, which is just sweat, mm-hmm. and that's perennium. what milk is. It's, it's just perennium sweat. That actually is milk. Is most similar to sweat. That's what it is. What really. else is it? It's like protein. I th- yeah, I think, and then I think there's like a lot of hormones in it. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe we just add those in. I don't know. And then there's like three. <laughs> it's like three percent tit. There's we, like some tit in there. We put a lot of extra, extra like medicine in it for the cow. Mm. Then we get that, and we would drink it. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I, I like the idea of being biologically enhanced through protein liquid mined from animals. You know, that's when I think about that, that's the best <laughs> sequence of The Last Jedi, where Luke is just drinking the utter, the weird blue milk from the creature's udders, and it's like, but when you think about it, that's cows, you know? When you think <laughs> about it. <laughs> Oh, you, you wanted to talk about Wonder Woman, and I started watching um, Red Letter Media review of Wonder Woman, 
But they were really I, depressed. It seemed like they were so depressed that they, by it they didn't even get to reviewing it. Oh, they 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 review it eventually, but um, I don't know. Have you seen Wonder Woman fun? No. I neither of us, no three of us, yeah. n- n- none of us have seen it. But I will still offer my impressions. All, all I know about it is <laughs> yeah. um, there. I find it very funny that Gal Gadot. You know, she was she was drafted into the IDF. Everyone has to serve. You know, she still occasionally tweets out that Hamas is bad, which is very strange. Um, but yeah, I like the idea of having this actively. You know, she has Zionism is her political issue, <laughs> really. And so there's something very funny about having like a Zionist Wonder Woman. <laughs> it's just like yeah. it's cool, I guess. It's cool for them. Everyone needs a mascot. <laughs> I just feel like there's going to be like a Wonder Woman where she like frees women in hijabs from like there's going to be a really, really like borderline anti-Muslim. Wonder- Even in this movie, there was like a so the premise of the movie, um, Pedro Pascal gets wishing powers and he's able to grant people wishes. And then he goes to like the mayor of Egypt and who wishes that I wish that my they would give the land of my people back. What? You know, like, really? Yeah, that happens in the movie. Wow. Um, that's that's weird. That's very... Yeah, so, that's not... That's pretty political. It's like yeah, a pretty it's kind political of, but thing. It's, <laughs> it's not... Like, you don't know if he's the Muslim Brotherhood or anything like that. You don't know if he's... Okay. Or, you know, he's Anwar Sadat's lost son, Dave Sadat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ruben. Ruben Sadat. Ruben Sadat. <laughs> Shecky Sadat. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, I can't think of a... And people have been undone. Like, Chris Pratt got undone for just having pretty run-of-the-mill homophobic views. <laughs> well, going, you know. he just went to the church that has those. Yeah, and, we don't even know what Chris Pratt thinks of the gays. Yeah, well, Chris I guess Pratt he didn't disavow. He should have disavowed. Should have disavowed. Just done that Trump thing. I disavow. I disavow. I disavow. <laughs> I disavow. <laughs> oh, man. Fucking, man, New Brunswick, man. What is, like, would you describe it as, is it shit's creaky? Does <laughs> it feel like a kitchen sink drama? It does. I mean, comedy? I mean, I've only seen, I would say, three episodes of Shit's Creek. But it feels like that those first three episodes to me, myself moving here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I don't know. It's like, I can see out my window. I can see the river. I can see like a bunch of trees. That's new for me. <laughs> Artwork warehouse. Yeah. There's, there's like one of everything. There's one grocery store, one bookstore, you know? So I don't know. I like it. So you're in... You're in one of the nicer towns in New Brunswick. Yeah. In order to not dox you, we won't say where it is. <laughs> but there's only one, really. There's so, only one nice town. I will yeah. say this, and this might allow people to dox me. Um, all of the therapists seem like idiots. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> My to-do list is to find a new therapist here. They're all, like, uneducated and 18 and specialize in, like, laser therapy What's that? I don't know what that is, but that's apparently a real type of therapy. Laser therapy? <laughs> yeah. Like, 
like with, hmm. is, is it an acronym or do they use lasers no i'm imagining they take some kind of laser device and i've seen people do it for acne maybe they just like put it on your on your brain is it like a negative ion beam or something like it? And there's some sort of weird pseudoscientific there is, deal. I've with seen it? there's something that claims to vibrate the air in a way. Oh. I've seen it, it sells for like ten thousand dollars. Oh wow! Um, it's hey. a huge scam. It's great. It like yeah, it's very cool. Maybe it's that. I've seen people say that if the air vibrates, that means that you're allergic to Wi-Fi. I saw this woman talking about it, and she was like, <laughs> "See." And she was like vibrating her hands and she said that she has like an allergy. I think it was like a 5G mm. adjacent thing. Mm. <laughs> Sounds like they just want vibrators. <laughs> <laughs> Did I tell you my idea for a line of vibrators marketed specifically towards men called straight men uh, called Jismos? No. <laughs> and so why straight? Well, because I feel like straight men are self-conscious about buying buying vibrators for pleasure. Probably. So you know, you know how you know they need to make fucking, uh, they need to make soap gray and like it's charcoal and beef scented, you know. So yeah. you're a man, you know. <laughs> so you need to have this gendered, uh, you need to have this gendered advertising for vibrators as yeah. well. Um. And they can't look like dicks either, so you got because that would be gay. So you'd have to make them sort of yonic. Well, they all <laughs> look like they have like that one that's just an ass with a hole in yes. it. Yes, it's like men's sex toys are always just the body part, and women's look <laughs> as unlike the body part as possible. Yeah, there's always machines because you know that is because women are the future. You know, that's the 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 sex robots. You know. That's why we're really afraid of the sex robots, because they outmode men. They mm. they don't outmode women. Yeah. Unless they invent the pregnancy bots. So you're saying men have men are gonna be men are gonna be illegal? They're trying to make men illegal? <laughs> yeah, they're trying to make men illegal. Are, are you trying to ban men? <laughs> you trying to make me illegal? This means war, uh, you know? It it's the man ban. <laughs> I'm going to do an unhinged TikTok where, like, the women at the man checkpoint are, like, interrogating me. It's like, are you a man? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, I'm a pretty little girl. I have no idea where this is going. Yeah, it's men it versus like, women. It's the Marvel movie. Is, <laughs> yeah, it's it's like the Turner Diaries, except the Jews are women. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, unhinged misogyny. I that's a uh, speaking of unhinged misogyny. I I keep having this this joke where I'm like misogynist, but all of their stereotypes. Are, don't you don't you hate how women are always just telling the time? Don't you hate how it's like six oh five? They'll say like ah oh, it's it's seven thirty five p.m. Don't you hate that? <laughs> Fucking women. Ah. That's unhinged. Don't you hate how women are always you know. <laughs> pointing out uh, pointing out things in the sky like birds and such ah women <laughs> yeah i think you should definitely pursue that the confused misogynist yeah. character uh, these are <laughs> these are dumb characters oh my well, god i was working on a character about because i've been seeing all these um news stories about parties being busted by mm. the police so that means that mm -hmm. the police right now are like hunting for parties. And that sounds <laughs> like something I would love to do. Because I would love to just go snitch on people having a good time. It's like... The party police. Yeah. 
just love to be a party cop an undercover party cop uh mm-hmm. you know i hate going to parties but i do it because it's my job <laughs> I'm a I'm a I'm a real introvert. Yeah, I get my energy from being alone. But I I'm on this party beat. Yeah, that guy. And then I uh, got me thinking about maybe he has to bust like a police party. Like the police are having a party, and he turns and he has to like rat out on his own police buddies. And he's like the Serpico of undercover party cops, <laughs> which would be <laughs> which would be great. Um. See what was I? I had some things written down about it. <laughs> you had, a, you yeah. had a whole treatment. Oh yeah, I gave it the treatment. So at the because at the police party, the the illegal police party they're having during COVID, they have uh, a a thin blue conga line that they're doing. They're dancing the thin blue conga line, and then they're Fuck doing stupid. limbo under a thin blue limbo bar. It's and just all low. They can set the bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Alex, you said that a guy uh, doing a keg stand, a gun accidentally goes off. It's like a wild party. This yeah, scene. yeah. So this is now a movie. I want to make the Serpico of undercover party cops. Yeah. But the, yeah, I think I also, I think I said the the Serpico cop. Uh, they get the. It's a dead giveaway, unfortunately, when he refuses to beat up the ceremonial black teenager. Whoa. And uh, that oh, is. A, talked about this already. That is R rated. Yeah. That is an R-rated yeah. thing. That is R-rated. Yeah, we had yeah. to we had to cover it a little bit because this is not if the black teenager is played by Kevin Hart, then it's funny. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> no, no, we're not a. You I are. disavow. I disavow you, my I own disavow podcast. You. I disavow. This disavow is not me. in any of my any of my my notes here, like the way. So the way I find me, because I'm gonna play it, but no, it's not gonna be me. We're gonna get um, someone really good to play it. Who do you think? Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, Pacino again? Old? Devin Sawa. <laughs> Devin Sawa. Isn't he fucked up now? I don't... I hope not. Isn't he dead? I think he is dead. I think, <laughs> I think Devin Sawa is dead. From... What was he in? A season like teen movies, right? He was... Yeah, he was... Uh, there were lots of dead teen stars from the 90s. Man. Devin Sawa is alive. Uh, Darn it. Ew. I mean, great. Looking at his photo, it's, oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> Your George Takei is activated? George Takei. Everybody <laughs> does a George Takei impression. Remember when someone accused me of rape? I'm glad people love me too much for that to stick. Mmm, oh, my. <laughs> yeah, that ha- Yeah, that happened. Yeah. What happened? Didn't the guy take it back? I don't. I don't remember what happened. I think something happened. Did you guys see the Kevin Spacey thing? <laughs> no, I, 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 I got thirty seconds into it, and it was like this is making me like physically ill. I can't watch this. I had to turn it off. Also, I didn't know maybe Fawn saw it. No, what are you talking about? Kevin Spacey put out a very creepy video for Christmas. Oh. With him doing the character from his show House of Cards that he got fired from for for rape, right? And um, <laughs> and then I'm pretty sure it was an anti-suicide message, I think. Okay. But didn't the guy that accused him of rape kill himself? 
So uh, I was very he was con- found dead. He, okay. I don't know if he killed himself. Oh. I think he, he was <laughs> okay. killed. He was found dead. Or he accidentally overdosed. Okay. It's very suspicious, the whole Kevin Spacey yeah. thing. So that Kevin, Spacey, Kevin Spacey coming around is scary. It's like worse than the Grinch kind of thing for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> You're a mean one, Mr. Spacey. You like 14-year-olds. You've got a really tiny penis and a tinier soul, Mr. Spacey. Yeah, that writes itself. Yeah. Uh, very bad. That's like a that's like a Randy Rainbow parody. <laughs> Never mind. What were we talking uh, about? I, what I want to talk about is... Um, here, there's a subject to to dock to further fun. Uh, there's a subject that you know about. You're in your you're in the literature. Uh, you're in the literature what community. Is this famous? Uh, what were you what saying? do you make? <laughs> I just want to talk about in, the phenomena of the indigenous dolazaling in the Canadian literature community. Oh, I think that uh, um, I'm pretty sure we were asked not to discuss this by the indigenous community. We were asked not to discuss uh, this by the end. White people were, there was a request that white people don't uh, don't discuss it. At least the one about Gwen. Oh, what, why the, was like the request? The other ones, they haven't. So I don't know if we can talk about the other ones. Okay, I'm not gonna, if it's a sensitive issue, I'm not gonna poke at it because I have much respect to these indigenous writers uh, commanding their own voices. So, but if you do want to, if you do want to look up something fucked up, yeah, that is a weird phenomena that keeps happening, not just here, but in the States. Yeah. Yeah. There's also, I think it's like, there's, there's two issues. There's the one of people claiming identities they don't have. And there's also a group of people that are like very excited by hunting these people down and like ruining them. And I think that's an equally dangerous line. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think that it's like a genetic provable thing. Yeah. And I, I don't know. It's all kind of blurry and, and fucked. Yes. No, I'm, I, okay. I was going to make jokes, but now oh, I'm not going to make I, jokes. <laughs> I just, I'm imagining my name on this and it's making me. Yes. I understand. I understand. Oh, we don't, well, we don't use last names on this show. Is it bad to talk about Joseph Boyden though? Because that no. was like the the biggest one in recent memory. I think like... you can talk about Joseph Boyden. So that was an interesting one too. Because and you isn't can also that... talk about John Kay, who is like involved, and I think he's fine to talk about. You know about John Kay? The National Post columnist. Yeah, he was like the editor in chief of the Walrus. Oh, he, yeah, he's uh, he's got a weird relationship with his mother, Barbara Kay. Yeah, she's a men's rights activist. Yeah, she's a big MRA. John was the one, I think he and somebody else invented the appropriation prize, which was to be given to the best cultural appropriator. And they like really wanted to follow through with it. (laughs) That's, uh, (laughs) that's, uh, what an awful dude. It's like they give it to it. It's what are they? They're just going to give it to a guy that puts like tape on his eyes and says, I'm Chinese now. Is that, is, is that what John Kay wants? That literally, I think, is what John Kay wants. Yeah, he's like, look, the blackface episodes of 30 Rock 
were the best episodes of 30. <laughs> oh my God. Those so were Trudeau's best years. <laughs> That's when I liked him, because he had balls then. That's when he looked good. He did it on his yes. whole body, too. He even cut his jeans open. Yeah, he straight up did a fucking Jimmy Kimmel, Carl Malone full body one. Uh. That takes commitment, you know. Yeah. yeah, that's not no trifling blackface. That's uh, <laughs> I'm gonna uh, yeah single out this portion of the show. <laughs> yeah, you guys are pushing it today. Are yeah, we're we're going we're going nuts. It's because I've been watching too much of The Sopranos, so now I'm filled with well, filled I should with say issues. you guys. It's just you, Alex. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I uh, you know, the topic of uh, transracial identities is crazy right now so i we don't mm. have to talk about it i didn't know about the the stuff you were bringing up and i guess a lot of canadian stuff doesn't filter down to me i think that's good well yeah. little niche controversies that no one actually cares about they're the same kind of controversies here i mean you know i have noticed this group of people who really go after anyone like and we can probably talk about the hilaria baldwin which is the yeah, most public one. Yeah, that's another one. one. It keeps happening. We Why have a, does this keep happening? <laughs> Hilaria Baldwin is interesting. Um, yeah. cause, especially because Alec Baldwin is such a special guy <laughs> for all of us because he portrayed Trump on on our national sh favorite show. I also called his daughter a little pig. He, he's, he's a horrible man. He like punched someone for a parking sp spot like this summer, I think. <laughs> But yeah, uh, what's up with Hilaria? Well, um, as far as I know from the story is that Alec Baldwin was rebuffed by Selma Hayek on the set of 30 Rock. And so uh, <laughs> Hilaria uh, wanting to impersonate, uh, she impersonated a Latin woman in order to get in his good graces hmm. to, you know, pick up the rebound. And it just sort of spun out from there. And she kept it up for 10 years. I, man, I love it when lies go on that long yeah. and they're finally like, do you remember there was this like middle of the road comedian, Steve Ranazisi, who lied about being on 9-11? Yes. <laughs> he lied about being in the buildings on 9-11? Yes, I remember. And just his, his series. Of, I never listened to his comedy before, but you better believe I listened to his series of stupid mea culpas. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's the, listening to Steve Ranazisi on like... Uh, various uh, radio programs going like, I don't know, it just I said it once and I kept saying it and it just got out of control <laughs> and there's some part of me which sympathizes with that because, you know, I feel like your entire personality is just a series of little lies that you let get out of control hmm. <laughs> at yeah. least mine is the lies that get out of I've, I've tried to avoid those after a couple of really nasty ones that <laughs> got out of control on me um, like so, what? Oh, just like with a paper that I claimed I wrote in college <laughs> that I never did. So I went through multiple iterations. I can talk about this now because statute of limitations. I have the grade, so it doesn't matter now. But I was like, yeah, my computer died. Mm. That's why I don't. That's and I I did turn in the paper, and this was like right when computers were on the border of universal computer adoption. So I turned in a paper copy I claimed to have. And then my computer mysteriously died right after I turned in this fictional uh, copy of a paper. And then I, like six months later, I was in the dean's office. It was like a long lie. 
And so after lying for six months about it, I ended up in the dean's office with my dad and like two two deans. And um, I happened to be like, I swear I wrote it and he lost it. That sounds like New Brunswick porn. <sighs> I'm still, I still have, uh, still get worked up talking about it because it was intense. But then oh, I yeah. got like a B minus and like, <laughs> I got like a B minus. <laughs> That's kind of how I feel like we all are with Zoom right now. Like we're in this perfect area where it crashes all the time and we don't know how to use it. And so you can use any excuse. Like mm. I didn't go to most of my classes last semester because I was just like, oh, I can't get Zoom working. And this is the only time in our lives we can do that. Like Zoom is new, but it's mm -hmm, we're yeah. getting too fluent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, soon all the boomers won't be, how do I print Zoom anymore? They'll be like Zoom warriors. <laughs> They'll be like sending their terrible boomer memes to each other over Zoom. Yeah, they're, we, they're that's terrible. Us. Like, that's, you're that's right. We're be the us. boomers. We we're are boomers. In, in 30 years, uh, I can't wait for 30 years from now. Yeah, get revenge. When we are the libs, <laughs> we are the cucked libs. Get revenge on all the young people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we're yeah, gonna make people... their lives miserable. Look, I want to stave <laughs> off global warming so that I have a world where I can torture my grandchildren. <laughs> By threatening them with more global warming. But... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, that is the dream, though, right? To be like uh, all of my... I'm just going to make a lot of Sopranos references. Okay. Just, I want to be like Livia Soprano. You Did know? you I really finish wanna... it? The Soprano? I haven't finished it yet. Okay, so I'm, I'm up to season five. Here. Uh, I don't care about spoilers. I know how it ends, fades to black. I know who gets capped. I spoil it for myself. Okay. So, Stephen, do you care if about spoilers? Have you seen The Sopranos? I've actually also only seen up through season five, but that was in 2003. when I, I mm. That's when I watched The Sopranos. A long ass time ago. I was like yes. 12? <laughs> no, 13. Yeah. I was 13. We won't spoil it. I actually, um, I had a dinner party last year where I was introducing my boyfriend to two of my closest friends who are a couple and they were watching The Sopranos and I was trying to like make a good impression with my new boyfriend and he offhand mentioned like one of the major deaths in The uh -huh. Sopranos. I won't say Aww. who it is. Um, and then the girlfriend of, I was closer with one of them, just fully doesn't like him now. And it just, <laughs> it just literally ruined it. Oh, that's it. That's it. You can't, you can't do it. But, uh, it's just, uh, I, I love Dr. Melfi. I wish, I wish yeah. I had a therapist that was as good as Dr. Melfi. <laughs> yeah. My therapist in upstate New York was pretty similar in some ways, but not nice. So uh, I had to leave after a, a couple of years. But that's what's good about Melfi is she's not, I mean, she's nice in that she listens and offers advice, but she doesn't, you know, tolerate right. Tony's bullshit. She's real strong. Well, you one know, of our, like one of our mutual she's acquaintances. She's not intimidated easily. We had a mutual, Alex, someone you and I know from Bard who killed themselves also went to that therapist. So I was vindicated later. Because ah. whenever, <laughs> whenever one of your patients kills themselves, that's, come on. That's like a really bad Yelp review. You know? <laughs> well they can't leave it so you know jokes on them yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh. Uh, 
You know, it's a fun thing to do is to go police the Yelp reviews of where you work if you're angry at your workplace. I did that. I got a Yelp. I got a positive Yelp review taken down about a a, a place that I worked once because I was pissed at my boss. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I reported it. I was like, this is a this is spam. It's a spam review. It's fake. It was like a compliment of your service. (laughs) No, no, not mine. It was it was not not about me or anything particular about me. Uh, but I kind of felt bad after that. A little bit of guilt. Just a little bit. <laughs> My t- what, teeny tiny heart. Nice? <laughs> was it, wait, was it a, was it like a family business or anything like that? Was it like. No, it's insurance. Bu- insurance. Oh, okay. Yeah. So why did you feel bad? <laughs> oh, because I like my boss. Oh. We sort still of. have to relate to each other as people. Yeah. I mean, even we, if he's we're like a, a weird, system. a weird University of Michigan finance bro. Mm. Oh, so you know, not. I don't. What do I care? He He's would got, have popped his collar in two thousand and six. Oh yeah, Frat when guy. were popped collars a thing? Two, yeah, when, yeah. That's like two thousand and six was pretty yeah. cool. I would say. Yeah. I went to a school where you had to wear collared shirts, so they were being popped. <laughs> the collars were being popped it was all boys school so that's all that was really being popped it was just popping collars. collars really yeah. sounds like uh, rimming at an asshole yeah that probably was happening it was a catholic yeah. catholic priest school so mm-hmm. it was happening somewhere mm-hmm. I never found it I was always looking for it <laughs> <laughs> but just in the way that the cop looks for parties right yeah <laughs> yeah exactly that's we like you're reading this conga line you're reading directly <laughs> from my script here. That's exactly what I have written here. So I, I'm walking my beat, peering into all the stalls and urinals, looking for an illegal good time. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's the, it's the sequel to Good Time. Good Time 2, <laughs> trying to find... <laughs> Is that uh, the Brothers film? The, the Softy Brother, Mr. Softies. Softy Brothers? Yeah. That's a good uh, movie. I do like the I I do like the Softy Brothers. I am I am of my demographic. I yeah. love Marty Scorsese movies and I'm Softy of your demographic too. Yeah. Um. There. I wrote down two things that now I I regret writing down. I wrote Larry King. Yeah. Oh. And I wrote MF Doom. And I don't yeah. know what oh. say about either of those, but they're big news. Yeah, I started listening to. I listened to a little bit of. Is it Mad Villain the album? Mad Villainy. Mad, Mad Villainy? Villain is is the group. Yeah. It's MF Doom and Mad Lib, the producer. Yeah, I was and there's a lot of that. good features on it. That's too. a good album. It, it is. It's a good album. it's the best album. I would say there's a good argument. You could easily put that in like a top ten albums of all time list, and it would be like a lot of people would agree. Not just top ten hip hop albums, but top ten like most significant albums in music history because. Uh, it has proven to be probably one of the more influential albums for the swath of uh, the swath of rap music that's out currently. That's not trap music. Mm-hmm. Any basically every music that every rap music that's not trap music is like ah oh, we love MF Doom and even trap music people love MF Doom too. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, Tyler the Creator was he was he was inconsolable. Well, it's also it's MF very great. very cool how, how he died a while ago and we just find yeah, out about it like on halloween that's what it yeah. said yeah <laughs> who knows though maybe he's just doing that to be spooky 
Maybe he's not dead at all. Uh, he, he's going to revive himself. Yeah, like, that'd is, be, this that'd is be... this just turned out to be like a hoax. What that what what cooler thing could one do? Someone has got to do it. We haven't had one of those. Really. A really good death hoax in yeah. a while. Well, we've really? had some, but we don't know. Like, don't people say Paul McCartney's like fake? Uh, oh yeah, he just released a new album. How can he? Be fake? <laughs> yeah, but people say he died like before Lennon, I think. Yeah, there that the Paul is dead conspiracy exists because he was in a car crash, and supposedly there's like lots of reference to it in the Beatles music. Oh like, yeah, yeah, uh, and the fact that he looks. Just slightly different. Mm-hmm. I l- <laughs> Almost as if he's aged. Yeah, you know, he really, he really has that old lesbian thing. You know, when <laughs> so, how some old men age and they turn into old lesbians. Yeah, he really looks like that. He wears a lot of vests. That's also mm-hmm. <laughs> his real vest game going on. I used to have a vest game. That used to be one of my, one of my weird nerdy things that I thought was cool. I had like three vests. I used to ask for them. God, <laughs> it's amazing I never got into chess. I was horrible <laughs> at chess, but I imagine it, it, the once you're a vest guy, you're like a step away from being a fedora guy, and then yeah. like you're like an atheist who wants to explain atheism constantly. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, do you yeah. know what it is? <laughs> you like uh, you're in. You get into port. Yeah, oh, weird. You specifically become yeah oh, into weird alcohols like port or weird mead. Fortifi- yeah, fortified. Mead. I was just gonna say mead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's why I would drink mead. Uh. <laughs> oh, mead. <laughs> yeah, weird beer, weirdo beer, and I am a weirdo beardo, so yeah. I would drink. I drink some mead. It's, it tastes like honey. It's fine. It's not that bad. It's. I think I've had it. I think it, mm-hmm. I like it. I don't know. I Tastes like sweet, guy. gross beer. Yeah, it's kind of syrupy. It's yeah. not that good. No. But I'm sure there's I'm sure there's mead guys out there, and mm-hmm. they di- directly overlap with the vest guys and the fedora guys and the atheist guys. I used to know a guy who would bring mead to parties. Or maybe he only did it once, but now I've categorized him up. <laughs> He's but a he mead guy mead. forever in here. <laughs> but he was like four feet tall, and he would just like... I don't know. I feel like he fits the stereotype perfectly. He didn't have a vest, okay. but he may as well have. Yeah, he had a he had a vest uh, on his soul. He had a vested interest in mead. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> oh yeah, the vest guy also starts making joke. He like when he hits his thirties, he starts investing in stuff, and then that's his joke. His oh, always. Yeah. <laughs> he turns it into a whole brand. He yeah. invests and he wears vests. That's his whole commercial. I'm the investor. I I wear sharp vests. I make money for you. I do the futures. I do the shorts. I'll do whatever you want. I'll suck your dick. I'm the investor. This is like, this is, maybe to just to do a segue, this is probably very similar to the conversation happening now as people sit shiva for Larry King in New York. Wait, did he just he die? No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord! No, no, he's he just—he's just in the hospital. Oh, he's, he's not just dead. In the hospital, but no, he's not dead. He's got COVID and he's in the hospital. Oh, well, he's gonna he's die. I don't. Who knows if he's gonna die? He's an old ox, and he probably—they probably, probably give Larry King the good shit. The best thing oh, about dad. Larry King—he's got like a twelve-year-old son, right? Those guys <laughs> always do that shit. What man? What a fucking alpha! What a fucking G! Yeah. 
You know, it's weird that people think you have to look, have to be a fucking Chad to be a fucking, like, alpha fucking guy who fucks. Because look at Larry King. He's a fucking goblin. But Mm -hmm. he's just got that swag, you know. Also, speaking of The Sopranos, I've said this before. James Gandolfini is the most sexually attractive man to have ever existed. (laughs) Didn't you say this last episode? I've said this last episode, but I didn't get a chance to explain myself. (laughs) I just have much raw animal energy, I feel, coming from this guy. You know, it's like, you know, it's like there's this fantasy of wanting to be, like, fucked by an animal, and that's why people like Twilight and shit. That's why people like my werewolf boyfriend and shit. Mm-hmm. Or that's why people wished he stayed a beast in Beauty and the Beast. Well, uh-huh. that's like the James Gandolfini fantasy, you know? Oh. You want to get fucked by James Gandolfini? I'll, he was the only man I would bottom for. What about <laughs> his son? Have you heard about the new movie that's coming out? Yeah, they're making a prequel. I don't know about it. Is his son hot? Does his son have hot, fat, sweaty, swarthy energy? I haven't checked. Mmm. <laughs> hot, fat, sweaty, swarthy energy. That... Uh, he looks similar, but uh, it's not the same. Yeah, I don't satisfy all of those conditions. Not by not by a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Trying to think of other people in like the in the Gandolfini camp. So do hmm. do either of you agree with my thesis? No. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I, I agree with what you're saying as um, your because I always really like Joaquin Phoenix, and I think he's like gross and masculine. Mm. But he's not Gandolfini. He's not like just pure man in that way that mm. I think you're describing. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix, he's got a, he's a bit alien, you know. He's got a touch of the mystery to him, you know. Hmm. Yeah. Don't he's ever know what that guy's thinking. Stonery, like, I was just going to say, like, Danny Masterson, the guy that did uh, Hyde on that 70s show, but he's, like, a crazy rapist. Yeah, he's Yeah, bad. he's a crazy, he raped a lot of he's people, bad. that guy. Yeah. yeah. And Scientology enabled him to do so. You're yeah. right. Uh, he, 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 uh, assaulted Cedric Bixler Zavala from the Mars Volta's girlfriend, and he wrote a song about it. What an obscure person to assault. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I didn't mean to say that. What a, yeah, don't assault nobody. <laughs> if you're gonna, <laughs> if you're gonna assault anyone, you know, do a celebrity. Hey, uh, man, I got to that fucking episode where Melfi gets assaulted. That's rough. I don't yeah. know if that shit's necessary. That is right. Because all you gain from it is the 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 nothing happens as a result of it really, except for the fact that Melfi refuses to use Soprano to kill the guy. And it's like, what are you talking about, bitch? It would have been fine to use Soprano to kill the guy. I think. I yeah, but think. then you're getting I'm all wrapped Melfi. up in Tony's world. You don't want to get wrapped up in Tony's yeah. world. And it's like her dedication to being like removed from the mob. Yeah, no, no, it goes to, it's obviously to show what a strong, how strong her character is. Yeah. And, you know, how much she's unwilling to bend from her moral code. And it's useful that way. But it doesn't, you know, come up again in the plot, which yeah. is why, I mean, occasionally they'll, like, pepper it in. It's like, ah, my son's failing at a bard college. <laughs> I remember <laughs> that. Your son goes yeah. to fucking bard college. That's uh, one of the re- I-, I went to bard after seeing that, and it was really weird, because I was like, it's, yeah. it's going to be like the Sopranos. It's that 17-year-old me. There, we had at least one classmate I know of who definitely had mob connections, who is definitely, definitely really? a meadow. Really? Oh, yeah. I'm not going to say the name, but okay. it, well, was it was Italian. It was Italian. Hmm? 
Didn't you say earlier it's okay to be a meadow? Yeah, it's okay to be a meadow, which I was I I had only good interactions with this person. But yeah, they were definitely mobbed up. Mm. Huh. What does the mob do? Are they de- gambling? Well, if uh I don't know how much the mob exists anymore. Because, you know, the whole point of the Sopranos is, like, the shit is ending, you know, they're in the late-stage capitalism of the mafia, you know, the the shit is coming apart at the seams. They're being influenced by the Godfather constantly. Yeah, yeah, they're just repeating, you know, better versions of old times, you know. Uh, Not unlike Lord of the Rings, you know, there was an age greater than you before, and you're just cycling through the same bullshit, but at a worse and pettier pace. Uh, and good so, crossover yeah. potential there. Very good crossover potential. With Lord of the Rings yes. and Sopranos. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I all I could think about was gay Sopranos called Sopranus, and Lady Bunny plays Tony Sopranus, and Aquaria the drag queen plays Christopher Santiali, or something like that. You know, it's it, it, it writes itself. Yeah. Uh, and you know they're running they're running numbers on like a, a dick sucking race or something like that. I I'm stupid. <laughs> dick sucking race. That's interesting. Yeah, you ever been to a dick sucking race? Yeah, whoever comes first is the winner. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and there's also there's also prizes for volume. How do you how oh. do you like? I guess what you'd have to do is you'd have to spit the cum in the bucket. You'd mm-hmm. have to like ring us in order to prove that there was cum. But yeah. what if you like a guy like is you know when you're like measuring something like oil and yeah. part of it is always stuck to the measuring spoon? Mm-hmm. I feel like when you're measuring for volume, as Steven was suggesting, mm-hmm. that would be like a difficult part of that. Yeah, yeah. you'd you'd uh you'd so like that's to why you have to in the mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you'd have to get really good spitting technique. That's part of the game, you know. Or scrape it but... down, like get like a squeegee. Yeah. yeah, you're allowed a, a mouth spatula. in order to... A, some sort of spatula action. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> get all the gravy from your cheeks and get it in the <laughs> spittoon. Well, that's in, a, that's in like the Olympic version where you really have to measure it because it, it's such a high level of quality com- of com- competitors. Um, competitors. Competitors. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is great. Uh. So, uh, other, man, there actually has been a fucking fuck ton of news in you, cause you, last week was the, the week between Christmas and New Year's, which doesn't exist mm-hmm. and nothing happens or nothing's supposed to happen. But, uh, the, the other big thing is, uh, fucking old bitch McConnell stopping the $2,000 checks. Yeah. I got my 600 bucks though. I'm yeah. buying, I'm buying a TV. Woo. 4k. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't I'm have not. PTSD. I have PT4K. I'm, I'm I'm paying off part of my credit card bill for groceries. <laughs> <laughs> That's the real debt jubilee. Yeah, which sucks. It's crazy. Well, they let the cat out of the bag with twelve hundred dollars, and I think America will never be the same. I'm hoping. I'm hoping enough people realize they can vote, like who they vote for, mm. will actually maybe give them cash money. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. That would be great. That would be great if that accidentally made everyone start voting for good people. But I don't think it will. I'm not that optimistic. No, you know who who should run is Matthew Lesko, the guy with the question mark suit who taught you how to get free money from the government. <laughs> the, oh my he God. was right all along. The yeah, commercial guy? Worker. That, like, loud guy? <laughs> 
Yeah. Always- they get you free money. The government's giving money all the time. I got a big suit. I got a mannequin quality to my voice. That's how you know I'm right. I'm Matthew Lesko. <laughs> he should run for president. Knows how to get free money. We all know the free money's available. Yeah. With, when it's debt, it doesn't count. So you can just give everybody up to where they're not in debt anymore. And then and then mm-hmm. that's that would be great. They should do that. Debt Jubilee. Yeah. We've often talked about the debt Jubilee. I'm 100% in favor of a debt Jubilee. I've also volunteered <laughs> to be the human sacrifice that's required. Um, it's, I, it's no pressure, guys. I will do it. You can just cut my throat and then you just have to you know put the blood on your forehead and you can do a debt jubilee nothing bad will happen to the economy because of this so just do it it's fine i was gonna say we don't have human sacrifice in our culture anymore but we totally do it's called the prison industrial complex Mm -hmm. i'm saying that glibly but i actually do mean that it is actually this crazy ritual human sacrifice that we do yeah uh and uh you know we are we are demons uh although uh a lot of marijuana records were expunged recently in illinois i saw that yeah Uh. that's good i hope they do that everywhere that really should Mm. happen in new york that would be a lot Mm -hmm. man have you guys that oh sorry alex no no i have nothing to say i don't want to pivot away from important prison conversation but god you- damn it fun we were just about to crack the meaning of the fucking universe <laughs> who do you work and you come for? here with your shit you're China. a guest on this show yeah. sorry, sorry no no sorry what's, um, what's happening have you been watching your honor no no i've heard it's the worst thing ever no what no. is it you think it looks like the worst thing ever is it no no i've heard it's the worst it's thing ever amazing. is it actually good what's it about what's what's happening tell Brad me about Jason it plays a judge and his son kills somebody. He's driving mm-hmm. and he hits a motorcycle rider. And then Brian Cranston just tries to cover it up using his in with the legal system. But if you've heard it's bad, now I'm insecure. Maybe it is bad. No, no. Do your own. I've just heard, I just saw the Rotten Tomatoes audience oh, score. And it was... We like, my boyfriend and I like make a night out. It's tonight, actually. Sunday night is it's like your honor. honor night. It's your honor night. Cool. And so it spins out of control. Is he playing another? But it's not like another Walter White character. It's no. a different guy that breaks bad. He's like a normal, <laughs> clean-cut guy who just has to protect his son. Mm. Is his son in the wrong, or is the yeah? Like, uh... his son leaves the guy to die. Oh, is his son a dipshit? And you're like that makes Brian Cranston's character more unsympathetic. Well, he has like asthma. <laughs> 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 the, I, I think what I like about it is it's very much about like how white people influence everything in the legal system and it's very like it, I think it's written by white people but it's very anti-white which I'm enjoying yeah we don't like the whites like network of like evil white people manipulating the system and then like <laughs> black innocent black people dying because of it mm. it's a commentary on Walter White in a, in a weird yeah. way <laughs> <laughs> That is true. A lot of Latinos do die for Walter White. Mm. Well, they, yeah, I mean, the Breaking Bad brings in those crazy white supremacists at the end. Sorry, no spoilers. Yeah. Sorry, no spoilers from there. We can't, can't say any more. Uh, well, that, yeah, that's what's funny about, uh, yeah, that's why the Breaking Bad end is sort of weak, because it's like, they were like, okay, we need to come up with uh, believable 
someone that's even worse than Walter, uh, Nazis. Mm. But it turns out, you know, four years later, Nazis would be seen as not so bad anymore. So <laughs> take that, Vince yeah, Gilligan. I think they were okay. They, they, I don't know. I think it holds up. I haven't thought about Breaking Bad, really. I, although, Young Mr. White. <laughs> yeah, I do like. I do kind of like uh, Jesse what, Pink, Pinkton, Pinkman, Pinkman. 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 Yeah, didn't you start a Twitter yeah. account called the Pinkman Project? I wanted to do a Lincoln Project parody called the Pinkman Project, but it, <laughs> it did not go anywhere. No one was. No one was buying what I was selling. Yo, Mr. Trump. Yeah, Jesse Pinkman should run for president. I put chili pea in all my stimulus packages. <laughs> I don't. I can't do a good Aaron Paul voice. I really like when he had the house party where he was sad. Oh, the nihilistic house party <laughs> where he's just yeah. raining drugs on everybody. Yeah. yeah, everyone should have that once in their life. That's fun. I would love yeah. to inherit a huge house and then have a nihilistic house party. Yeah, I I'd like to play Marilyn. Really? And then, uh, Alex was there. Yes. Ooh. We all hung out in my dead mom's house for a bit. Yes. Although no, it we did drugs. No meth. That's so, well. That's better without meth. Yeah. We didn't. We we didn't have a nihilistic party though. We that's were just true. like. It was just we a were bunch just of saying stuff. In a house. Yeah. <laughs> we were just talking about you know taking your siblings' weird paintings out of the room or what was it art? Oh yeah. I forget. It was like some sort of some sort of leather thing. I don't want to get like into a hyper it. Hyper realistic painting of two like lesbian demons like entwined at the vagina Hell i don't know yeah. it was my sister's like she left it when she moved i don't know why it's very uh, on brand for her <laughs> uh it should you know i feel like we should have been embodying the spirit of those vagina demons more mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> that you know gone real pinkman about it <laughs> That's the Pinkman Project. That's the Pinkman Project, is having a nihilistic drug party. And that's in what a, it turns out to be. House. It's the classic bait and switch where you are invited to what you think is going to be a political rally, but instead it's a room with that painting and you're slowly drawn into it. <laughs> is it like a painting or is it more of a sculpture? No, it's a painting. <laughs> okay. It was like the dimensions of a classic poster. I think it just was a poster that she framed. I guess it was really meaningful to her. <laughs> Did it have it? It's like I feel it's like one of those paintings that has the artistic aesthetic of a magic card. A yeah, magic, yeah, yeah. The gathering exactly. Card. Exactly. Yeah, that sort of fantasy art style, which I I sort of unironically love that shit. I'll like I love I'll I'll go sift through a book of hyper realistic demon paintings of fantasy art. That Hell, shit I'll, is fun. That I'll shit flip is very through fun a, to I'll me. flip through a binder of magic cards, looking for looking yeah. to be entertained. <laughs> yeah, they're beautiful. They're each beautiful pieces of art. Uh, <laughs> uh, man, I would love to be a magic card curator. You know, there's a there's probably a market for the paintings on magic cards, and like, I wonder, yeah. I wonder who has one of those magic cards, original painting, and like shows it off in their vestibule. It's like, you see this? This is Ristic Siphon. Best guy. <laughs> Oh, that exists. That must exist. What's, uh, I, I have an original cell from The Simpsons, which is, that's my weird 
esoteric fandom thing, but I feel that's more normal than a magic card paint. No, it's not. That's I not shouldn't... normal. No, I think that's normal. Okay. Uh, is magic? Did you ever play magic cards? Did you ever get into that world? I had one pack, like one of those little, like I don't know how many, like eight card packs, but no. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that kept you going. You just kept reviewing those cards no, for like a couple of weeks. Know. I didn't get it. I don't think I knew it, how to. I didn't know there was like an actual game beyond yeah. just the cards. And it was like Pokemon card era too, yeah. like happening simultaneously. I don't know. I think my sister was always into that shit. So I probably just like had exposure from her. I feel like that's like when she sees the world, like a colorblind person, she sees mm. like hyper-realistic demons. That's just like what everything looks like. <laughs> that's a terrible world to live in. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, Frickin' man fucking mitch mcconnell yeah oh. <laughs> oh. he looks like a hyper realistic fucking magic card demon he looks like people have pointed out he's the slender man he's a turtle uh he's he's a ghoul uh but he's a useful heel politics is wrestling right and so someone's got to play the heel and i think that's what he does you remember you remember when he ran against amy mcgrath and just Amy McGrath ate total shit. Mm-hmm. You mean not but three months ago? Two yeah, months three ago? months ago. Two months ago? Yeah, a couple months ago. I don't know. And they just spent so much fucking money on Amy McGrath. They just, yeah. just pumped this lady full of money. And her claim to fame is that she was a fighter pilot. Like, she killed a lot of people, so you know she's cool. Mm -hmm. I don't know if she killed a lot of people. Yeah, we don't know. Maybe that's libelous. Even if it's not, she would never deny it. She'd say, yeah, I killed some folks. That's how Obama, we killed some folks. <laughs> yep, we tortured some folks. Um, we tortured some folks. Is the well, the, que the question is, is this going to affect the Georgia, because this could affect the Georgia runoff race, so I'm, I'm a little confused why he's doing it. <clears throat> I guess he doesn't want to win that way. Uh, the way of I promising think... people money. No, I think he's just towing the classic Republican line uh, and... He because everybody knows he's a heel, he can just take the brunt of the blame for it. When really this is a group effort by the entire GOP and you know the anti-tax hegemon that uh, influence the anti-tax and anti-spend hegemon that influences mm. Republican thinking and think tanks. So Mitch McConnell's their point guy. They say, "Hey Mitch, can you be evil for us?" And Mitch says, "Yeah, that's I look like this. This is my job. You know, <laughs> I'm supposed to be a hate sponge." Uh, yeah, and he's very useful for that. He can he can do the things uh, that people can get done. He keeps getting elected because he's like um, he's like Ralphie Cifaretto. He's like Ralphie Cifaretto in The Sopranos. Mm -hmm. You know, he earns. It doesn't matter that he's unpleasant or he occasionally punches a stripper to death. He earns. You know, <laughs> so that's that explains his constant popularity despite his ghoulishness. Uh, I, which who plays Ralphie Cifaretto? Joey Pants. Joey Pantoliano. <laughs> oh, Joey, Joey Pantoliano. Oh, character. okay, yeah, yeah. Now I remember who it is. Yeah, right. Oh, and Joey Pants. Uh, yeah, he's uh, and you know part of his character is that he likes getting uh, wax burned on his balls and then masturbating. Really? Yeah. I can't believe that's I watched that, that with my dad. That's the real bait and switch. Man, what? <laughs> I can't believe I watched the show with my dad. Yeah, when you were 11. Yeah, we were, we were, yeah, I guess we were bonding. <laughs> That's how you bond with your dad. 
just like you can look at Tony and AJ's relationship and it's mm-hmm. like, hey, that's us. <laughs> well, they don't have good you guys in Canada have had available money during the from the government, right? It's no yeah. strange thing to you. Serb, Serb benefits. No, yeah, there's all sorts of problems with those. Uh, uh, like uh, there were working? lots of stories. Yes. Uh, people don't seem to be, people do seem to get, uh, unemployment checks relatively regularly. I have no fucking clue. It was the issue of, they, like, gave it out to everybody, and all you had to do to apply, I'm pretty sure I had a grant, so I don't know, um, Mm -hmm. was just to ask for it. And then they started asking for it back if you didn't qualify, but they didn't really explain how to qualify before they gave it out. So they gave it to everybody. And then started accusing people of having like stolen government money because they didn't meet these specifications that were actually new specifications. And they were threatening like jail time and fines. And it just, it almost seemed like they like got really embarrassed that they had given it out to too Mm. many people. Yeah. And especially with like the business one too, like people were declaring like, I think someone like was forced to pay back $15,000 of government money or there was something, it got as high as that. Yeah. In in singular cases because of just poor communication, which is really that's the theme of the entire pandemic is just terrible communication. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Including yeah. the Zoom shit as you were alluding to earlier in the episode. Terrible communication mm-hmm. is anticipated. We just expect yeah. it now. When's everyone expecting to get the vaccine? I've got a good feeling about July. I um, I looked at the my county announced they got nineteen hundred vaccines, and I, my county has a hundred thousand people. Mm. So we have almost two thousand for like <laughs> the month of January. So I yeah July, and I, that might be a little early for me, unless they really ramp it up. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I'm know. just gonna get. I'm just gonna get the damn thing, and then after I go through it, I'll be immune. Not not the vaccine. I mean the actual disease. I'm just gonna get COVID. <laughs> oh, but you can you get it have... more than once. You can get it more than once. Yeah, you might get what they Say call what? long COVID. Yeah, long <laughs> long haul. Long COVID. Also, uh, the new variant is apparently worse for younger people. Yeah. The British variant. Yeah, the, the UK, British variant. British the UK variant. style. Yeah. That's a good yeah. podcast name. The British variant. It's the British variant. <laughs> we're here. We're going to talk about very small changes to things. <laughs> very small oh, changes Barry. to uh, yeah. to trade agreements. <laughs> yeah. Very small changes. Very incremental, granular changes to Brexit. Wait, Brexit got done. Brexit yeah. got bloody done. It got done. Um, and the I provisions think, are, and I think they're not allowed to fish anymore, or even swim in the oceans yeah. <laughs> surrounding the island. Wow. <laughs> <There's>... <laughs> yeah. yeah, no swimming. Uh, the Dutch were very strict about this: no swimming. Uh, you cannot fish. You can take one boat. They are letting them one one boat off the island. Also, a part of the provision is that any German tourist can come once a year and kick a man in the bollocks. Uh, but it's okay because they wear socks and sandals, so it's cushioned. Oh, I want to know what happening, what's happening to Gibraltar, because doesn't uh, the UK own the Rock of Gibraltar? Oh, yeah. What are all those people on that rock going to do? Well, Spain might want to take that back. I don't know. 
Oh, that would be cool if the England and Spain go to war they over won't. Gibraltar. Spain won't. Let's have them go to war. Spain won't, wouldn't do that, but the whole EU would want that little place. That's where all how you get into the Mediterranean. Yeah, those little, those hot gates. Those <laughs> Thermopylae. That's not what it's called. What? Uh, no, it's not called that, but Thermopylae is the hot gates. Okay. And I don't know what the... There's, I don't know yeah, what there's the... there's a name. There's a name for that. Yeah, it's called the Strait of of uh, olive oil <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. yeah that's Morocco's how you get to the olive oil modern life yeah. <laughs> here's the mediterranean <laughs> mostly olive oil yeah <laughs> it's a very greasy sea that's that's racist that's racist What's against racist? The, the greeks and italians I'm, I'm i'm learning a lot about racism against italians and the sopranos <laughs> yeah uh there's a really fucking weird episode that's just about Christopher Columbus as, like, a figure. And, like, some indigenous professors are trying to, like, take down... Are, are protesting the Christopher Columbus parade. And Silvio Dante gets really mad because he's like, Hey, Columbus was a paisan. They're trying mm-hmm. to erase Italian-American heritage. And it's, it's like... I think it's known as being the worst episode of The Sopranos because all the dialogue is very arch. And it's, they're basically putting... Uh, very strange idea. They're not strange. They're putting a very, um, very by the numbers talking points into the mouths of their characters. Hmm. And eventually, you know, Tony Soprano articulates David Chase's uh, idea on the issue. It's like, what's an Italian ever do for you? What chef boy idea ever do for you? You know, which is why David Chase saying that it's stupid to get for Italian Americans to get worked up about Christopher Columbus. But that episode is very relevant today because Italian-Americans still getting worked up about Christopher Columbus. Hey, they're taking down the Columbus statue in Philly. He's an Italian hero. They're taking him down all over. We're just, we're just destroying our histories. <laughs> Which, and now no one knows who he was. Because I don't know who? Christopher who? I'm sorry, I don't know who that is because we destroyed our history. Mm-hmm. Once again, just like how when we, uh, <laughs> what was it? I was I was watching a crazy documentary about like um, just a just a short snip of it. I was watching about how these ancient, um, I think there were paintings. No, what's the, what's the? Uh, I'm blanking on what it was, but they they like walled over a portion of a painting to get rid of some rulers they didn't like. It's like we've always been taking down statues and paintings of people we don't mm-hmm. like and revising history. Yeah. That's Remember when of... we all forgot about Hitler after we took down all those Hitler statues? Yeah. <laughs> we, we had so many of them. Yeah, all those Hitler statues. That oh, were it, was a, it was like a mosaic that they changed. Mm-hmm. A mosaic of a ruler, an ancient Ostrogothic ruler in like the six, year 600 or something. And they hmm. ch- changed a whole mosaic to get rid of this one ruler. Because he was, oh, because he was a different kind of Christian. He was like an Aryan, which is a heretical version of Christianity. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, what's his name? Joseph Stalin edited out that guy. He was Photoshopping people before Photoshop. Yeah, he did it. He was airbrushing. He was an avid airbrusher. (laughs) Everyone, we, we are collectively deciding history, and we're deciding which should be venerated with graven images. Which graven images do we want? Didn't God say something about this being bad? Nah, nah, we're going with the graven images. <laughs> Which God? 
Which quest? Uh, Christian God, oh, the right, which... correct God, oh. obviously. Okay. <laughs> um, God gave his only son. <laughs> mm-hmm. Kid, this is gonna be hard to take. <laughs> oh, it's that dad. Ah, uh, yeah. There's Jeff yeah. Seaman E. Uh, this with Jesus and washing the apostles' feet, and they talked about washing the apostles' feet. They didn't talk about sucking the apostles' dicks. Did you say they left that part out of the Bible? You're talking about yeah, Seaman-y? Jeff Seamany. He is was that the a, garden is of that Jeff a play Seamany. on words for Simony? Gethsemane, the garden. Gethsemane, which is the oh, okay, Gethsemane. Well, yeah, Gethsemane. Gethsemane. Simony is the, the practice Semini. of selling clerical offices. That's what that's what Simony is. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus didn't do uh, any of that. Jesus, what suck dick? No, sell clerical offices. No, but definitely sucked a lot of dick. I have no idea. And it it's I'm, old I'm not going to dick. hell. You're the one that's going to go. <laughs> You're going to go to hell. I'm a Christ killer. <laughs> I'm already a Christ killer. Uh, Whoa. That would be like the iced tea of Christian music instead of releasing Cop Killer releases Christ Killer. <laughs> that would be that would be oh. a cool thing. You should do Man, it. Man, you know what I discovered this week, uh, which is very crazy, and in terms of like Coming back to Zionist Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. there's there's a there's a pro Zion rapper called Nisim Black, um, and he's this like he's this overweight black guy from Seattle that converted to Orthodox Judaism and now makes pro Zionist rap music, oh. and he dresses as an Orthodox Jew with the full payas and everything, and it's it's just it's just crazy wacky. And oh. I highly recommend Nisim Black videos. I to think anybody. I've seen that. Yeah, I think I've seen that. Yeah, he's been around a while. Uh, I think because I I have a distant memory of it. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I just discovered it. I just like the idea of pro Zion rap music. <laughs> Gotta push the green line as I push my nine nine times. I don't know. My how nine rap, nine but. times. <laughs> <laughs> What's the I'm a, green I'm line? I'm a rapper. The green line is uh, the the border between the legal settlements and the illegal settlements. Uh. But they're all illegal. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know what See, we can do except boycott. We're a pro-boycott podcast. Israel was just a game of settlers of Catan that got way too out of hand. And then, instead of longest road, you get most olive trees burned down. Most olive groves. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, I, I'm comfortable calling. I'm I I'm full on. I hate. I don't recognize Israel's right to exist. Whoa. <laughs> hey, I don't go that far, but I'm pro boycott. Yeah, we're we're all into BDS. Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. M uh, M optional. <laughs> We're pro BDS, and the M is optional. Yeah, yeah. Look, because it's masochistic <laughs> to have to go without Soda Streams. I'll tell you that much. Best uh, seltzer maker on the market. Is, I had, also, yeah. Sabra Hummus, beautiful. What are other Israeli exports? Um, Psychedelic trance music. Yeah, Goa trance, I believe. Isn't Goa trance? Uh, Goa trance. I, I thought that was from Goa. Go up like Brazil? 
Let me that, see. Where do I it's India. Goa is from Goa is from India. I don't know where. Okay. Goa Goa is the is the province is the state in India that was uh, colonized by the Portuguese, which is why everyone has Portuguese last names. It's why Dinesh hmm. D'Souza is called Dinesh D'Souza. Why he has a Portuguese last name, uh, despite him being a Desi man. Wow. Uh, That's a good fact. I love good it facts. It is. It's Goans. And yeah, a form of very sexy 90s trance music was also pioneered there. Okay, uh, but so Goa trance is not psychedelic? They dovetail into each other, but there's like, have you ever heard, like, Israeli, have you ever heard Infected Mushroom? That's yeah. like the Ur, that is the Ur Israeli side trance band. And there's like a thousand of them, and they're all bad. They're all, <laughs> they're all, I don't know, it's just this, like, imagine this. There, there's like sort of this cloying sentimental thing going on. I don't know how they managed to achieve it with instrumental electronic music, but yeah, there's this there's this saccharine quality to it, which makes it you know um, unpalatable to me as a great lover of EDM. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You do you listen to e- any EDM, Fawn? Did you ever get into electronic dance music? No, um, I don't want to keep talking about my sister. My sister is like my Sopranos with you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, keep dead. No, your sister is an extremely interesting character. She, uh, so I don't know how much of your, I don't know how much of her quirks you're willing to reveal. Well, I, but... I don't think about her that much. That's the thing. But she mm-hmm. used to listen to a lot of Infected Mushroom and a lot of music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she... if you listen to Infected Mushroom, you have the Vagina Demons poster. Yeah. And he did this dance. I don't know if you if you know about it or if it's even real. Called shuffling, and she would do it to that music. And it was like at like a cultural like for her, it was a big deal. The way someone might get into like being in bands, like she oh. danced to electronic music, and it was like really like, humiliating for me. How if you listen to ska, like you have to know how to skank real good, or else they won't take you seriously at the ska <laughs> concerts. <laughs> They'll like, they'll, like, punch in your fedora. Is that where you put your head down and swing your arms? No, skanking is where you do an exaggerated running motion. Oh, okay. Oh, so bad. <laughs> it's like if you listen uh, back to Marco, you have to have casual sex. It's like she had mm. to learn this. <laughs> yeah. It was just, like, this embarrassing dance that she would, like, do for our extended family. <laughs> <laughs> shuffling. I take my shuffling seriously. <laughs> You're not supporting me on this. <laughs> you got to shuffle college somewhere in the Netherlands. Yeah. Same same university yeah. where all they're pumping out the electronic superstars. There is school for electronic music now, which is hilarious when I found out. And then I ended up like basically doing that. You went? Yeah. Sort not to not to like a school for it, but at my college there was that like aspect you could major sort of in that and then a husband of one of my teachers started a school just to like it was like dj school mm. i don't want to say who but you guys could probably say who we need, we need more djs yeah it was a school for, like to learn how to become a dj like a kind of like a dubstep dj because dubstep was the big thing at the time <laughs> yeah that lasted a while Dubstep <laughs> was big for like five years right no, it was big for like a year and a half, and then oh, that was it. it. Okay, that's as much as I remember it being in vogue. And then it's like 
it was a year and a half of dubstep and then just seven years to present of trap music <laughs> it's just all it's all been trap for the last seven years huh i guess but dj school sounds fun like yeah you know david getta yeah david getta he did he did the best yeah (laughs) yeah um he's he i saw him because he did a hilarious like rooftop concert for the pandemic Uh, it was for george floyd oh for george floyd Floyd. yeah yeah and and it was uncomfortable i think yeah because he's like shout out to george floyd um Uh, yeah in a weird accent He's, he's a racist progressive in the way that all Europeans are simultaneously progressive and racist. Hmm. You know how's that? Uh, you know, we go out. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, we believe that America is bad and sinful, and you know the font of uh, intersectional uh, racism and oppression. But we also call our black soccer players monkeys and stuff like that. You know, you're Sound like that guy that used to be in our band. <laughs> oh no. What, who yeah, there was, was that? a weird guy that we played music with that I was too gung ho about and kept uh, kept ignoring how genuinely weird he was. You guys had a band. <laughs> yeah, we well we played music together. We we played like three shows, and wow. then uh, I realized I didn't like playing live music, and so I was like, "Hey guys, oh Alex, you love playing live music." Be- I don't. Yes, I hate do. setting up. I hate hauling black boxes around mm-hmm. town. If I had roadies, I would like playing live mm-hmm. music. I believe I that you hate it, but you also are so good at it that people like don't oh. want to believe you don't like it. You're nice. You're very nice. But I always hate the things I'm good at. I was a great actor. No, yeah. I was a terrible actor. <laughs> no, you were a big, I won't say. For... No, I can. I I think I've already doxed myself to the point. I don't think people are like delving into like yeah. minute ninety of these shows in order to hear. But you were like the yeah. preferred brain. Uh, yeah, I was the non. I was the non-racist I, uh, brain. I on on the television show Arthur. Yeah. I voiced well, a character. But I feel like I feel like Americans believe that all Canadians were on the show Arthur. <laughs> just as a right of you know how like all Canadians were on Degrassi. You know, at some point, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, here's your, your welcome to Canada. Here's your maple syrup and your mousse and your Degrassi cameo. And uh, you'll be right fine there. Uh, fucking, uh, that's where Drake started. Mm-hmm. That's how we got Drake. It's because of the Degrassi to fame yeah. pipeline. I was only made aware of that just maybe a couple months ago. If you can, be- <laughs> if you can believe it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, man. The, the, the European guy that I was quoting is actually from... Uh, Kroll show mm-hmm. where he plays Euro guy. That's what I'm imitating. Is that from uh, uh, Wheels Ontario? Wheels Ontario, the Degrassi parody is also on Kroll show. Yeah, I I fell about Kroll show. I love that. Is like yeah, I love yeah. Wheels Ontario. It's one of the funniest. Wheels Ontario. Pardon. <laughs> one of the funniest bits. Mom, I didn't stay in my blues. <clears throat> oh, we move back to Saskatoon. <laughs> oh, this is Gene Creamers. Yeah, yeah. It's endless, uh, <laughs> endless stupid jokes. Uh. Did you ever watch Degrassi Fawn? No. Did you ever get into any of that? What is the most Canadian shit that you were into as a kid? Um, ketchup chips. Okay, that's some pretty Big Canadian fun. shit. That's not a Canadian, like, cultural touch. That is a Canadian cultural touch. I mean, I, I feel like being from Toronto, which you are too, right, Alex? Or are you American? Yeah, I'm from Toronto. Okay, yeah, yeah um... I feel like we didn't get the Canadian upbringing. Like, we just wanted to be American or pretended we were American. 
Yeah, that's mostly true. I think people like, have this. Sorry, no, go go ahead. Well, it just people have this real loyalty in Canada to shit like Arthur and to shit like and not I, I feel like Trailer Park Boys and Kids in the Hall sort of escape Canada. Like people know about those shows outside of Canada, so they don't yeah. really count. Uh, and Shit's Creek doesn't even count because it's popular outside of Canada. No. I'm talking about yeah. the shows. I guess Arthur to some degree doesn't count to that. Uh, doesn't count as well. Uh, but yeah, I feel like Degrassi is one of those shows where it's mostly Canadian. Like its fan base outside of Canada is is small compared mm -hmm. to its relative proportion inside. Yeah. And so I feel like people really cling to those shows because you know, they represent some sort of um, cultural experience that we're always vying for, but not really coming up with. Cause like you said, we like aspire to American culture or yeah. our culture is just cobbled together from the various, uh, immigrant cultures that come to Toronto. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we have Leonard Cohen. You could fairly say like belongs. Yeah. But the... he, he's a Montreal guy though. Yeah. That's what's important. Own, you know, separate yeah. thing. Yeah, Montreal has the culture. Montreal is where all that's where all the distinct Canadian cuisine comes from is Quebec. Our tourtier and our yeah, poutine. You hear about in Quebec how they don't want people to say takeout anymore? What, what did they, they say? say? Because everyone's been like stylizing it in English, like le takeout, and they they obviously want French to be predominant, so they want everyone to say like a porté and say it. A porté? Yeah, like say it in French whatever it is. Um, and they also want to take away, I don't know if you, either of you have been to Montreal much, but they say bonjour hi when you enter. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, bonjour hi. want people to say bonjour ho. What? <laughs> no, okay. That's actually, I like that because it really is part of the Quebec lumberjack spirit. Everyone's going, ho, 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 but I, it bonjour ho. Mean anything. <laughs> No, or like they're calling you a hoe. Bonjour, hoe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hmm. It's like a um, queer eye kind of thing. So they've <laughs> they've inherited like the French the tradition of of being really rigid about language. Yes. Which I I appreciate that, but um, it gets you into sticky situations all the time. It sure does. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners of the show will know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, what's even what's funny about the Quebecois is they're so stringent about language that in France, KFC is called KFC. In Quebec, it's PFK. called PFK. <laughs> what? Poulet Free Kentucky. Oh, no way. Really? It's PFK? Yeah. yeah, really. It's called PFK. You can get the boxes. Yeah. <laughs> And I love PFK because it sounds like an also ran like secondary German socialist party or something like that. Mm -hmm. It just sounds so unappealing as like a food, <laughs> as a food uh, initialism. Uh, <laughs> Did you guys see that no, KFC has like a video game console? They got a video game console and a m lifetime movie with Mario Lopez. So KFC has a video a game console and you can put chicken in it. Like to it's keep the fryer? Yeah, you keep the chicken warm. And, no. and then, yes. Yes. <laughs> and, you put, you, and then you play video game. You connect your chicken to the TV, your chicken oven. You're like... Oh, my God. And, yeah, it's, it's apparently real. Um, made me want to shoot myself. <sighs> yeah, but I didn't. Somehow, <clears throat> somehow, somehow yeah. better than the stadium. 
The Google no, Stadia? that's not true. I have not tried the Stadia. I shouldn't rag Google. <laughs> the video They're the game best killer? of our overlords. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be... <clears throat> Excuse me, I have a toad in my throat. But yeah, the Google Stadia is gonna be the video game killer. We're all gonna we're gonna not be we're gonna have to rent our video games from Google. Great, can't wait. Terrible world we live in. Now you have to rent your video games. I want to rent my video games from KFC. Okay. <laughs> I would love it if KFC just pivoted into being a video game company. Yeah. It's just it just it's just another one of those lies that just got out of hand. You know, we started saying we were a video game company and suddenly we were. Just couldn't stop it now. Well, it's speaking... like when KFC said they were in the towers in 9/11 oh, and well, we couldn't <laughs> Something with the lies that got out of hand that we've been hearing about more is all of the people who started fake businesses to apply for loans in America, mm. which is great. I wish I had thought of it, but there is probably, I don't know, like 30 or 40,000 people they've identified who all had the same thought at the same time, which is like, oh, I could start a business and apply for a $100,000 loan. It's really easy to start a business. You ever go on Google Maps and you're just looking at residential areas and then you'll see like uh, Jerry's Print Shop, LLC, or you'll see like Tanya's Hair and Feed. Yeah, my (laughs) landlord has like her own business. She runs. She paints horses. <laughs> what? Little oh, mini, she, little I, miniature ones. Like she puts the paint on the horse. Yeah, she buys white horse figurines and paints them. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh! I thought you meant like paint the horse like they did to that poor horse in Wizard of Oz. Mm. No. Or like the cows all over Toronto. Or, yes. Sorry, they're not cows. They're moose. Mooses, obviously. That was what? a thing in Toronto. There's like everyone re- all over Toronto with different patterns on them. That's, yeah. that's what we have as Canada. It's the fucking Moose Project. We had the Moose Project. They're all fucking gone now, except for like two. Oh, I didn't. I left at the right time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The everyone in Toronto. Yeah. For a brief period, our streets were littered with various uh, mooses that Meese. were painted. Meese. Yeah. Yes. The plural, plural is meese. Of moose is, is meese. meese. Yeah. The plural of goose is geese. Yeah. The plural of loose is lease. Yep. The plural of seuss is cease. Uh, the power of Christ compels you. What's that? What's that iambic? What's you, that meter? You forgot the know. caboose. The plural of caboose. The, ca- is the plural of caboose is cabiche. Yes. Hey, <laughs> cabiche. Uh, How, but uh, trains only ever have one caboose, so you never really have to use plural. Mm. You never, you've never been on a dual caboose train. <laughs> Cabise? It's, yeah, it's like a reverse cat dog. If you just sewed the asses of a cat and a dog together, they didn't show that cat dog. What? Wait, cat dog is the asses sewed together, right? Yeah. There, no, no, but you take the lower halves of the cat dog and sew them together. Oh, so it's just a cat butt and a dog butt? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> That's a funny animal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's kind of what a worm uh, is. Yeah. Oh. Uh, you know what? That's a Simpsons joke. I realized in the Fly episode, in the Fly parody episode uh, in Treehouse of Horror, uh, the, the dual butt thing comes out. Santa's little helper and Snowball go into the transporting machine, and one of them comes out as a cat dog. And then it has a butt monster. And then Bart's line is, Ew, you can be Lisa's. 
The Simpsons did it. Yay. Yay. They, they invented every funny thing. Uh, well, we're coming up to the end of our show. Yeah. Uh, it's been a long time. Fun. Do you want to leave us with any parting thoughts? Um, I wish everybody the best in 2021. I hope everyone gets vaccinated, even those who don't want it. And um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry to my sister. <laughs> Your sister's fine. She's we'll our guest her, next we'll week. We'll hit her with a blow dart yeah. if she refuses. That's our, our guest for next week to come on and... You're welcome on the show. Rebuttal. Yeah. <laughs> Fawn sister. <laughs> that's the and that's how she'll, she'll be she'll be quoted on yeah. the show. It's just Fawn sister. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We love you. Thank you for being on the show, Fawn. It's great much. to have you. Yeah, happy New Year, everyone. Happy New